All right, what's going on, guys? Monero Mateo, how you guys doing? It is Sunday, and it is a wonderful day. It is the day of the week where we love to talk about Christ. And there are a few housekeeping things that I want to go through today. Uh, there, there is somebody in particular I want to reach out to and respond to, uh, and maybe you guys have the same sentiment that he does, in which case I just want to sort of lay some things out, and I want to um, offer some insights, offer some ideas, and just talk. You know, we're not going to go through the law of God today, which is what I wanted to do, uh, because we were talking about the symbol of faith last week, and there's a lot to go through in regards to that. Uh, we went through the basics, but there's still a lot more uh, to go into in regards to that. Uh, but I only have about 30 minutes because we're going to be meeting up with some folks later this afternoon. We're going to be going to Battle and Brew. If you guys haven't been to Battle and Brew, it is awesome. Like, you can play all these games, and uh, there are drinks, there's awesome food. And so that's going to be a fun uh, afternoon. And I'm going to be meeting up with one of the listeners, one of our great friends, Derek Delta Ram, who is a great friend of the show and of the community. And, um,. He actually just proposed to his girlfriend recently, so he's going to be getting married, and uh, that's going to be a lovely occasion. Glory to glory to God. But um, so I wanted to respond to somebody who comments on a lot of our videos, is a part of our community, but he is not so excited about the whole Christian thing that we do here, and I, I'm not taken aback by this. I'm not offended by this. Um, He just seems to have a different perspective. You know, he seems to think that our faith in Christ, uh, our belief that we need not just a crypto revolution, but a Christian revolution, where we need people to abide by internal moral standards and to up their moral game for when people aren't watching and, you know, they're left to themselves and left to their own devices you know, it's sort of that question. It's like, what kind of civilization can you really live in if people only act good when they are around other people? But when those other people leave, they no longer feel that necessity to be good. You know, because they don't have that father figure in in their spiritual lives to judge them and to hold them accountable. Now, we all have a conscience, but with everything that goes on in the culture and the way that we are educated in school, our conscience isn't really exercised. You know, we aren't really taught that you should listen to your conscience. And instead, it's it's all about this multicultural thing, just accept everyone's culture. Uh, there is no right and wrong. There is no absolute truth even, some people say. And all you have to do to refute that is easy. I mean, it's just like, is that a true statement that there's no such thing as truth? And then they'll think, oh, well, oh, well, because if there's no absolute truth, then what you just said, uh, it's not true. And so it can't be a true statement that there's no such thing as truth. There has to be truth. And it takes a little bit more of an argumentative trek to explain to people that there is such thing as absolute right and wrong as well. And I tried to write a book on this many years ago. I never got all the way through it. I was building on uh, Stefan Molyneux's idea of universally preferable behavior, which is a secular 
explanation of secular ethics. And it's a way of making it so that the secularist, the atheist without God can still have a universal morality. But that doesn't solve the problem of being good when you're left to your own devices. And so there's a lot to get to in regards to that. But one of his main arguments was that we're going to be isolating ourselves if we profess our faith in Christ. And we're going to be carving out too much of a niche here on the channel if we do that. And, you know, I've had someone reach out to me wanting to do sponsorship, which is great, a particular wallet that a lot of you probably use, which is awesome. But if I have to give up my faith in Christ uh, in order to make that work because maybe they don't want to be associated with that, then it's unfortunately not going to work. And if people are turned off by our faith in Christ, but they love Monero, or they would otherwise love Monero, but maybe don't love our faith in Christ, and that turns them off to it, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We just, we can't compromise on our faith, especially during this time. It's very, very important. And if we were to sacrifice one thing between Christ and crypto, it would have to be crypto. Christ always has to come first. And you see a lot of people in the Bitcoin community and in the crypto community generally, and I saw tweets like this this morning where it's like, oh, we're going to be a type 1 civilization once Bitcoin really takes off. And uh, Bitcoin is all you need to fix all of your problems. And Michael Saylor, he came out with another Dumbo beta tweet again earlier today. He's just like, you want a cheat code in life? It's called Bitcoin, which is just, it's just so satanic. It seriously is. But... This isn't going to solve all of our problems, ladies and gentlemen. The, the idea that money just solves all problems. We live in the wealthiest society that has ever existed. And we have more problems than we could ever have. We are more divided than ever. People can't tell which way is up. They have no moral compass. People are lost. People have excess levels of addiction. They're addicted to shopping, they're addicted to adult entertainment, they're addicted to their phones, they're addicted to social media. People aren't getting married at the same rate, people aren't having families at the same rate, people are in debt in levels never seen before, which means they're essentially in servitude, they're in bondage. And this idea that just more money fixes this problem is just preposterous. Even if we got rid of the Federal Reserve, even if, even if, as lovely as that would be, it would not fix all of our problems, not even close, ladies and gentlemen. And it's just all part of the hype. I mean, the Christian, or excuse me, the crypto community has become so degenerate. It really has become so degenerate. And you could tell this with the coins that are now coming out. Like, I had an idea last night. You know, if you think about all of the technological innovations which have taken place over the last 50 years, you know, when magazines came out, what were the first big magazines that got popular? Well, they were the adult entertainment magazines. When VHS came out, what did people start doing? They started to record and tape a lot of adult entertainment and distribute it. What happened when DVD came out? Same thing. What happened when the internet came out? 
What do most people use internet for in today's day and age? Well, for adult entertainment. For degeneracy. And you look at the crypto space, I think the same thing is happening. Like, this isn't that hard, ladies and gentlemen. Cryptocurrency is supposed to be a currency. Like we talked about in regards to John McAfee in yesterday's video. Like, people are way overcomplicating it. Like, people are getting into these really weird cryptos. People are just using it to try to make money. So that they can get more fiat money. So that they can, what, like, party in Puerto Rico on a beach somewhere. Or, or travel around to Bangkok and do whatever over there. Like, it's per the movement has become perverted. All of this stuff with money changing. All this stuff with just trading these worthless cryptos to make extra cash. And I know that this is true because you look at the newest cryptos which are coming out that people are getting hyped over. I mean, people have made millions of dollars trading a crypto called CumRocket. <laughs> there are now cryptos out there called Adult Entertainment Hub Coin. It's the same kind of thing. And the belief that all this is going to fix what we have going on in our society is terribly misguided. Is terribly misguided. And sometimes you give more money to people and it makes them worse off. Certainly some of you may have experienced this in your own lives. I mean, we've all seen it with the people who have won the lottery. You know, does the lottery fix all their problems? No. It makes all their problems exponentially worse. Because whatever demons you had inside yourself that you did not exercise from your spirit before you got all that power, they just, they just go to 11. They go to level 11. And you lose a lot of restraints that you had, which maybe poverty gave you. When you have poverty, you have very few choices as to what you can eat, as to what you can do, as to where you could go. And it's no mystery why Christ told his people, sell all that you have and come follow me. And this is the way. Because when you take a lot of options out of your life, as paradoxical as this is, you actually find a lot of freedom. Some of the happiest times of my life were when I didn't have many options was when I didn't have a lot of money. And, you know, I would be coasting down hills, you know, letting my foot off the gas because I just couldn't afford the gas. Like, I was penny-pinching every day of my life. I was working at Burger King and slinging pizzas at P uh, Pizza Hut. Or no, it was Papa John's back when I was in high school. I did Pizza Hut lately. Um, and, <laughs> you know, I was happy, though. I was pretty happy. Even though I was barely stringing enough, enough bucks to make things work, it's like I knew what I needed to do every day. I knew what my goals were. The things I needed to do to survive were right there in front of me. And when you solve a lot of that stuff, when you get more money, sometimes you could find yourself in a kind of meaningless existential void. And it's like, well, what do I do now? I've beaten the game. Like some people. Like, they have this problem where they beat the game, so to speak. Like, they make millions of dollars from crypto or they sell their business and it does really well. Um, and they then find themselves 
totally at a loss as to what they should do. And I think that the most valuable thing you could have in your life is a direction, is a, is a place to go. Because you could have a big house, you could have all the money in the world, you could have any option over to you, uh, open to you, but if you don't have a direction to go in, if you don't have things that you could see as you move through space-time that tell you that you're going somewhere, and that going somewhere nests, that gives you hope, that gives you faith, that gives you things that fill your spirit, which is why I think Christ is so important, because it doesn't matter how many games you beat in this life. It doesn't matter how many goals you accomplish in this world. This, your salvation, is a never-ending pursuit. And in the Orthodox faith, we're taught that you never fully attain deification, unless you're a saint or something like that, but it's sort of like one of those asymptotic graphs. It's like you're infinitely approaching zero, but you never quite get there. And that gives you meaning all the days of your life. It gives you something to get better at all the days of your life. It gives you an opportunity to fail every day of your life. And I think that is so key. It's so important. It keeps you struggling throughout your entire life. And it's easier to relate with people who struggle. Because we all struggle. And, it, it, you know, I'm not saying misery loves company. I'm not saying we're miserable in our struggle. But I am saying that it makes life more meaningful. It makes life a lot more meaningful. And so in regards to crypto, everyone's got all these options. Everyone's got all these things they could trade. It's essentially been turned into a giant gambling casino. Even the people who are betting on Bitcoin, they don't even understand what it is. The people who are getting into Ethereum and all these other cryptocurrencies, they have no idea what they are. And if people understood cryptocurrency, Monero would be like a trillion dollar market cap. Easy. Easy. Because Monero is a functional cryptocurrency unlike 99% of the other cryptos that are on the market. Seriously. And, you know, you have a lot of blockchain protocols which are out there, uh, which are public blockchains, which are useful. Uh, but in many cases, they're not currencies. They're not currencies in the financial sense. And so they just turn into blockchain investment projects. You know, Filecoin, uh, EngineCoin, Cardano. These have other purposes other than being a currency. But for something to be an actual cryptocurrency, we've gone through this many times on the channel, it needs to be fungible. It needs to be private. It needs to have relatively low transaction costs. And if you understand this, it's not hard. Like somebody asked me on another video, they're like, hey, do you hold any Bitcoin? It's like, no. <laughs> it's like, why? It's Well, because I know it's a bubble. Because I know it's worthless. It's not as good as Monero. So why am I complicating my life putting money into Bitcoin when I know it's going to fail? Or at least it should. Darwinian evolution, I mean, yes, I'm an Orthodox Christian, but I believe in evolution. 
and look at uh, Adrian Bejan's explanation of uh, the constructal law. There's some really good stuff there. He talks about the physics behind evolution. But, yeah, any if something is more efficient than something else, it's only a matter of time before it takes over, before people move to that. The reason Bitcoin is worth more than Monero is because it's a meme. The reason Dogecoin is worth $40 billion frickin' dollars is because it's a meme. It's a giant casino. The people I have met who are into Dogecoin and are seriously into it, they're, they're people with, like, you know, the earrings with the upside-down crosses, and, you know, they've got the piercings everywhere, and I'm not judging these people, but those that's, like, the demographic. And, like, you know, 13-year-olds or whatever. Like, these people don't understand cryptocurrency. And if you're speculating, that's fine. That's gambling, though. You're going to be taking money from other gamblers, and there's no wealth being created there. You're just You're just taking money from people, you know? But... Yeah, keep it simple, guys. Just just keep it freaking simple. <laughs> Monero's a real cryptocurrency. Darrow's a real cryptocurrency. Pirate Chain. I've thought about some things in regards to Pirate Chain. We'll get to that later. But they're real cryptos. They're private. They're fungible. And so why complicate your life? And why get into all this degeneracy in regards to trading cryptos? Um, when you could just get into the right positions and just wait. Just be patient. Go off and start a business and provide value to people. And speaking of which, Jesse, my friend, he owns a crane company. So if any of you guys need crane services to be done in the southeast of the United States, check him out. Send me an email at manuamateo at gmail.com if you need anything like that. If you have like a tree that fell in your kitchen or a buffalo to get out of your bathroom, he can take his crane to lift him up to the Lord and then put him somewhere else. But... Those were some things I wanted to say. And I want to get on to some other things that he had mentioned. He had mentioned that, um, back to the original point, we were setting up a niche because we love this particular cryptocurrency and we love Christ. And that's like a super niche, according to him. Well, Monero in and of itself is a niche. <laughs> like, it's ranked 29 for all the cryptos. And sorry, guys, I'm going to get a new camera. Uh, Neil, my friend, he, uh, you know, is a stickler about this whole camera thing. And, you know, my whole thing is it, it just matters the information that I get out to you guys. I mean, if I didn't have a camera, I think that'd be fine, too. Like, you guys don't need to be seeing me, even though I have beautiful icons, which are awesome. But, yeah, we'll fix that. We'll get on that. But, uh, guys, we already have a niche right here. <laughs> like, it, this is already a niche enough. But why am I not out there doing price predictions? Why not? Why am I not out there grifting along with everybody else, telling you that this coin that you've never heard of is going to a million dollars or whatever? It's because it's degeneracy. And I want to align myself with the truth as unpopular as the truth is because that's what fulfills me. And that's what makes this channel real. And that's what makes our community real is because we're in something that is real, ladies and gentlemen. We're not grifting. We're not just telling you you're going to get rich. And furthermore, with this podcast, like we're not telling you that if you're rich, all your problems are going to be solved. Like these doofuses 
in the Bitcoin community. Like Michael Saylor, who tells you, like, everything's going to be fine. Whatever problem you have is going to be fixed if you just buy Bitcoin. Like, that's satanic, guys. That is totally satanic. It's ridiculous. You need to conquer your demons. You need to find Christ. And you need to have higher goals, which are devoted to serving other people which are devoted to making your life meaningful. That's that's more than cryptocurrency, ladies and gentlemen. And to just focus on cryptocurrency and to think with everything going on in our world that that alone is going to solve things, I just... You can take that perspective and run with it, but I think that you'll be running into the abyss. I think that you'll be running into the abyss. And there's nothing worse than wanting something so badly, you sacrifice everything for it, only to realize that once you get it, you wish you never had it. And I think that's the case with a lot of people with money, with fame, with a lot of other things. And I think Christ is just so, so key, ladies and gentlemen. I think it's just so key. So to make the last point of the video, because I probably have to get going here in a little bit, he had mentioned that Christians have this holier-than-thou attitude because they think their religion is right, and they think they're right when everybody else is wrong and everything like this. And yes, we have a lot of conviction in what we believe, but to try to assign pride to that is another thing. And I don't want to be up here with these icons, with my professions of faith in Jesus, and have you be convinced that I am somehow holier than thou or better than anybody? I am the chief among sinners. I really am. I, I didn't go to liturgy again today. That's the second week in a row, ladies and gentlemen. Like, to do that is just horrible. <laughs> like, I was pretty good about all this stuff before I started the channel, and I think the channel has sort of taken me away from God a little bit, especially Twitter. Oh my gosh. This is a sin. <laughs> Twitter is an absolute sin. It should be illegal. It's crazy. And I think they did make Twitter illegal in some African country or something like that because they're worried about them interfering in the election and everything like that, which Twitter does. And Jack Dorsey's tweeting some interesting things. You know, he's talking a lot about the gold standard. He's talking a lot about Mises. What's going on with Jack Dorsey? Can anyone answer that for me? That's uh, an interesting thing. Even though I question whether or not he's really a friend of liberty, I think we should all be suspicious of him. But um, I don't want to have you be fooled that I am somehow a spiritual leader to look up to because I'm not. Okay, I, I struggle just like anybody else. I have my own panoply of sins that I'm dealing with. I have my own army and legion of demons which are invading me at all times. And sometimes when, sometimes I conquer them. But it's a constant battle, ladies and gentlemen. And I don't want to have you think that because I have this faith that I'm somehow somebody to be looked up to. I'm somebody who's got things figured out. Because I'm not. I'm just a dude who has some thoughts on Monero, who loves Monero, who figured some things out, and 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 loves Christ and, and trying to conquer my demons. Like, if you guys knew my life story, if you guys knew the sins that I had committed and the things that I'd done in the past. I just you would not look at me the way that you look at me now. It's the truth. 
And that's probably the truth when it comes to much of anybody, but don't have this false idea of me. Don't have this idea where you look up to me as some kind of spiritual advisor, especially if you watch these streams and you enjoy them, which I hope you do. I think we do have a lot of Christians here on this channel, despite what this gentleman says. I think most of the people who actually watch this channel are Christians. Most of my friends who watch this channel are Christians. Um, we have some people tuning into our Sunday streams uh, who like the content. And so for him to think that we are creating a marginal community, look, even if that's true, we're going to have a stronger community because of it. I'd rather have quality than quantity. And I think that if you have quality, the quantity will come. It just maybe takes a little bit longer. And that's okay. I, I'm an Amer <laughs> I'm a Monero investor. I have patience, <laughs> believe me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, those are just some things I wanted to say. If I come back and I'm able to finish all my work, because I still have a lot of uh, weekend work I need to catch up on and do. I'm a little bit behind, actually. But if I finish all that stuff up later tonight, I'll make a part two to this, and we'll get to a little bit more regarding the symbol of faith in our beautiful book, The Law of God, which, again, I have failed to read more of because I'm just obsessing over this Monero stuff. See, if you guys want to you know, get a little bit of a window into my soul and how it is I work, like, I get manic about things. Like, I find something, I, I get, like, obsessed with it, and then I go full speed ahead. If you guys are curious, astrologically, I'm a ram. And I just, I, I'm not into that stuff, but if you look at what an Aries is, if you look at what the ram represents, like, that is me. Like, 100%. Like, I find a direction, and then, boom, I go all in. And I'm going all in on this uh, channel. I think that a lot of you are enjoying the content. I think a lot of you are kind of shocked at the quantity of the content we're coming out with, but it's also like really quality stuff too. Like you guys should definitely go through what it is we've put out because I think we've laid as bullish a case as anybody in the world as to why you should buy Monero. And again, not investment advice, but we've laid out the case. Okay. It's, it's wonderful, but I hope I can also encourage you to go to an Orthodox church. Like if you guys have an Orthodox church in your area, just, just go, just visit, just go to a liturgy. And I know it's going to feel weird. It's going to feel uncomfortable. I felt very uncomfortable the first time I went. I went by myself. Nobody was with me. I wore my suit. I was spick and span. And I went to this Orthodox church. You walk in. You don't know anybody. You hear the incantations in the background. You smell the incense. You see the iconography. And frankly, you're just overwhelmed. It's like, what universe did I just step into? Did I just step into some Everett Hughes other world parallel theory thing like what what is this is this some sci-fi channel i just flipped into is this a simulation but it really is a beautiful place to be in every single orthodox church that i've been to in my life and i've been to five or six at this point all of them have a spirit that i assure you you're going to feel when you walk in there and that'll be the beginning and when i went to this one particular orthodox church i think it was antiochian uh, I was talking to a gentleman after, and I was telling him my life story and how it is I wound up at the Orthodox Church. And if you guys don't know, I was an atheist for 10 years. I dabbled in Zen Buddhism and Taoism, and I looked at many other things. I was lost, and I was trying to figure out things. Done a lot of psychedelics, too, <laughs> and uh, definitely ventured into certain realms to look for things. And uh, so I, I, I have an experience with this stuff. I, I kind of know what I'm talking about. In regards to some of this, not trying to be prideful, but I've looked into this stuff for a long time. But 
when I went to the Orthodox Church, this particular one, I was talking to this guy and explaining all this stuff to him, and he's like, well, welcome home. Welcome home. And he, like, patted me on the shoulder and walked away. And there's something about that which just, like, struck one of those spiritual soul-level chords with me. It's just like, whoa. Because that, that's what it feels like when you get into the Orthodox Church, at least from my perspective. It feels like you've come home. And I would encourage all of you to just go check it out. Even if you're a hardcore atheist, even if you're a Presbyterian or you're a different denomination or just a completely different faith, just go check it out. You don't have to participate in the rituals. In fact, you're not even allowed to take communion if you go to this uh, type of church, if they're doing it right. And my friend Neil, he didn't really like that too much. He's just like, what, are these people more Christian than I am? <laughs> Neil, God bless you. I love you. But, uh, you know, you know, it's just an experience that I think you will take value away from. So go check it out. Uh, if I come back early enough, we'll go to part two of this stream. But I had to cut this off because I have people to meet. And so that being said, um, I hope that you got value from this. Go ahead and subscribe. Go ahead and check out some of our other stuff. We do this every single Sunday. We talk about Christ. And uh, we go through some of this book, The Law of God. And, uh, yeah. God bless, ladies and gentlemen. Have a wonderful day.